Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, how to receive feedback. Anyways, we're back. We are back, Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Rafa. <laughs> uh-huh. Now that we have established who we are, so you can put a name to our voices, uh, we are back. Layout was layout for two weeks. Um... Because we decided to do some some spring cleaning over here, which was great, and we did hopefully, and um, we're back, so it feels good. Yeah, this is awesome. I've never been that excited to start a new show. Uh, our main topic, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, that is the thing that we do now, uh, is how to receive feedback. How do we receive feedback? Um, but I feel like we should start for all of our listeners. We should start uh, by kind of going through changes like what are the changes why how is it different and um and like go a little bit through our process which was you know it's interesting in itself uh it can be a little meta because we're talking about the podcast on our podcasts to our podcast listeners <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean that must be a little weird if it's if it's your first show but i promise there's going to be actual design content like 10 minutes later um uh, if you have a podcast, <laughs> give client, us ten minutes. If you have a podcast client uh, that supports chapter, you can just skip to the next one. But I would be really curious if it's the first time li- uh, that you're listening to the show. Let us know. Tweet at us. Let like tell us <laughs> what was that experience like. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for our existing listeners, um, besides our our intro and our theme song, it was a little bit different. More on that in a couple seconds um like two weeks uh is not a long time to you know revisit our show's main like ideas and focus and whatever and, like do a massive change um so the process in itself was kind of interesting because we we knew we we didn't want it to to stay off air for a long time so we we set this this deadline like a week and a half basically um to do whatever we need to do and get back on air because we don't want to like go on a hiatus for how many months whatever to take a break we don't want to lose momentum right but we also felt that we needed um to do some changes around and the whole process and how we did it and uh keep in mind that this is a side project for for both of us this is not something that we could it was not like a full-time like eight hours a day, a week <laughs> worth of <laughs> worth of of work. Um, so I would I would start this just by just by starting with, with why why did we why did we do this why why did we you know felt the need for any kind of change and I mean I don't want to speak for you Kevin uh, I mean uh, actually actually <laughs> want to hear like your take on it but I felt like we both felt the same thing which was this show um we 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 do this show and we started this because we a both love podcasts and the medium um 
to uh we wanted to have this this medium to you know talk because we're friends we want to talk to each other about design things and whatever is going on in our lives and and we have a lot of fun doing this right uh, but we also in from the beginning we also started by saying that we're not doing this just to have fun we're doing this because we we want to feel that in some way we are creating value you know uh, we want someone to listen to this and find it amusing or entertaining or interesting or you know um yeah absolutely like the same way when you're creating art like you could create art just on your own like basically put it in trash but that's not what we want to do like we want to show people and hopefully it resonates and hopefully it's helpful so yeah like that was always a core part of us like making the show and it's like super important to both of us that uh like we do everything in our power to try to make the show as interesting as possible to everyone um and so this is why we decided you know what let's apply what we like always do at work which is uh let's listen to our users and let's do a quick survey so um, um yeah rafa do you want to like kind of t- talk people through the uh, survey questions uh and also kind of share some of the some of the results that we got yeah uh <laughs> we started this survey because we had some assumptions about what you our listeners um want to hear what do you enjoy about the show what do you don't really like about the show um so it was not that we had no idea what you guys were going to say or what we should ask we had some assumptions um also we met with uh sarah uh, she's a producer at spec fm the podcast network that we are part of and we like she, as you may expect, she has a lot of experience. She uh, produces and edits uh, most, if not all, I'm not sure, in there, um, the shows on spec. Uh, so she has a lot of knowledge here. So we also had um, a couple of meetings with her uh, beforehand, try to bounce off some ideas in kind of like the directions we were thinking of, of going in. And then uh, we wanted to test this, like you just mentioned, Kevin. Uh, we wanted to send out a survey, get your input like direct input from our listeners um to let us know uh basically that like what we can split this into two like what what do you like about the show and what you don't like basically um so for all of you that that did participate and you know took took a couple minutes of your day to 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 answer to go through the survey thank you so much uh, like that that is really valuable because again I feel like this is like a symbiotic relation, you know, that we're doing this for you and because of you listening, that's why we're doing it for you, you know, it's like this strange loop. Um, And I don't know about you, Rafa, but I was sort of expecting there to be five responses. (laughs) Uh, I was blown away by how many actually did take the time to fill that out. Um, So I hugely appreciate that. And some people write like nice, big, long answers that give us lots of information um so that was super useful so thanks a lot for that so going through the results our first our first question was what kind of topics do you guys enjoy the most uh when we listen to this and we provided you know um five answers uh, of course you could also add yours um and up until like I feel like three days before we closed it down and counted the votes, uh, 100% of 
people who answered this said that, and by the way, this is like a, you can choose multiple answers. So 100% of the results came out that design as the broad like topic. Like that's what you guys want to, what you guys enjoy the most about the show. Um, but then like in the last day or two, that kind of changes. So in the end, like 90% of people who, who wrote in said that design is like the main topic that they enjoy the most. Uh, followed close second with 88% also with um, design news. And we kind of, it was important for us to make this distinction because you can talk about design news, basically going through whatever happened in design, like Twitter, design Twitter and design drama and, you know, Framer released a thing and Sketch is doing whatever. Um, but we also really enjoyed the more broad, like like this episode, like feedback in general or, you know, uh, working as a freelancer and how does that apply or, you know, a handoff with the developers, stuff like that. Um, and so these are like the two big ones that like basically everyone said that that's what they enjoy the most about the show, which is great. Um, Number three, uh, I'm going to say that it's kind of surprising, to be honest, and kind of humbling, because at number three, you guys said that you really enjoyed our personal talk. And in that topic, I am including, you know, when Kevin moved into an apartment and was buying furniture, and Yay. I said that I like Ikea. Out of internet. Or the, <laughs> out of internet, or, you know, some of the, like, imposter syndrome, or some adventures or side projects we're pursuing. Or if I'm going on diets and vlogging, uh, <laughs> like that, uh, you guys, um, you know, let us know that, that that's also something you enjoy, uh, not as much as design in general, and to be expected. And gladly, like I'm actually glad that's the case. Yeah, I and honestly expected that one pressure. to be much lower too. Um, yeah, like and lower down in the in what people like the most about the show, a bunch of people wrote like us <laughs> which was also very surprising it's like oh what like why would people be interested in like our daily lives but like seems like you guys are it's so awesome <laughs> um what's great about that too is that like i'm really interested about what rafa's doing in his life um so it's cool that like we're able to talk about that and this is something that you're all also interested in or i guess i should say 66 percent <laughs> You are interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, second question of our survey was what what are the the segments that you guys enjoy the most? And it was evenly split, I believe. Like um so follow up and recommendations are like the big like the number one and two with thirty one percent and twenty six percent, uh followed by the occasional guests and um upside down as well and then some people said news and some people said like all of them which <laughs> is flattering um mm-hmm. doesn't help really tip the scales but that's good which it doesn't give us much basically what we're gonna do is keep the show like keep these segments around um and more on that later uh so that was surprising actually like i wasn't expecting people to you know consider follow-up a segment that they enjoy um, right yeah, was, I mean, what this tells yeah. me is people are like, eh, I like either sort of like all of them or sort of don't, but they're short segments, so it doesn't actually matter uh, whether or not you like it. Most people are like sort of indifferent about it. And and to be honest, like 
what 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 triggered me to even ask this was like we were questioning between ourselves like is recommendations the thing that people actually want to you know hear yeah they want to listen to recommendations or not because sometimes it felt like do we need even like do we even need to do this like is anyone <laughs> does anyone care uh apparently some people care so uh that is very flattering and thank you and um you know we're gonna we're gonna keep on that but more on that later um and then this is the last one that um it was really something that we really want to know which was the length of an episode this is something like this was a big assumption on our end that you know, this show may run too long for some listeners. Um, That's something you hear a lot, too. Like, you hear a lot of people say that. Uh, But uh, I have to admit, like, I I was always skeptical about that because as a listener, I'm 100% in the camp of the longer the better. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I was curious to put that to the test. And so, as a result, here, uh, we have the biggest portion of the pie is uh current length is good for me thank you please uh which is 44 percent um and i guess that's to be expected because if you're listen, <laughs> you like the show and you listen keep listening to it every week uh you probably like that <laughs> um the next one was uh from 30 minutes to an hour uh, so that would be a bit shorter than what we usually do, but not by a, like that much. Um, mm. Then we had 14%, the longer the better. And then 8% that said less than 30 minutes, please. Um, so that one was a pretty interesting one, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was, I was expecting more people to say, you know, a bit shorter, please. Um, that wasn't the case. So... You know what? What did we learn from this, and what are we doing? Just to wrap this up, and just let us let let you know what 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 are the changes that you can expect to see. How is the show different? Uh, if you're in the camp of I really like what you're doing, please keep doing it. Uh, you're you're gonna be happy. We're not changing much. We're mostly like focusing, and that's I feel like that's a big theme of this change. Yeah, it's focusing uh focus be more focused uh, you know on this show and the topics that we tackle in a bit in the structure because sometimes it felt a bit like loose and kind of lost sometimes um like we started really casual maybe more casual than we should which can alienate new listeners like if they're it's the first time they're listening in tuning in and they just hear us rambling for a little bit that can be off-putting um so the structure that we're following now is we're gonna have and this is what you can expect from now on. You, we're going to have one main topic, design-related topic. Um, and we're going to open with that. That is like the main, that's like the entree. That's the main course of each episode. Um, and we do have a roadmap planned ahead. So it, with this, I'm trying to say is that these are topics that we plan to tackle like with with a good with some degree of preparation. We know what we want to do. The topics are there not because we feel some pressure or because someone asked us to, really it's because we we have something that we want to say about this. Or either we've been feeling it lately personally or you know, uh, you we have opinions, we want to share and we want to tackle and we want to learn also. So at the at the beginning of the show we're gonna tackle one design topic and then after that is done, um we can have design news um something that is like more relevant like timely 
uh, we can we're going to keep our recommendations. Maybe try to keep it short and try to keep it to one per episode. I mean, one per host per episode. And I'll go on rambles about video games for three hours. Um, and and so yeah, th- we're just gonna make it more tight. So we're not gonna have like episodes dedicated to Apple or like the new iPad. Um, what? <laughs> so I know. Um, here's here's the thing that we were kind of like <laughs> afraid is like, but what about Star Wars when that's coming out? <laughs> There's gonna be a bonus uh, episode. Don't worry, <laughs> we've yeah. got you. We've got you covered. <laughs> We're probably going to have more off bonus episodes than we previously have. Uh, instead of just jamming in the normal episode, we're going to create off the, um, off-topic episodes, bonus episodes, whatever you want to call it. Um, which also give us it's going to give us a chance to you know have a little fun with the cover art, um, and you know going to have like more freedom to just you know do whatever because it's a bonus. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we're we're sort of addressing is making the show more accessible to new listeners, because uh, we've realized that it's actually pretty hard for for new people to discover the show and then know where to even start. Uh, so one of the first things that we're doing there, you listen to the intro at the beginning. It's kind of giving people a hint as to what the show is going to be about, um, so you don't have to like sit through a bunch of follow up before even like kind of knowing what the show is going to be about uh we have a brand new website so you could go check it out right now uh had a lot of fun designing it um it puts a bigger focus on uh new listeners so at the top you'll see a section uh that says like hey if you're new to the show maybe you want to start with these these episodes and these are episodes that we picked based on uh some of the feedback that we've got that that people like starting with with those ones they're also topics that are more evergreen that lots of people would be interested in um so it's kind of like a better onboarding for our podcast um another thing that we're doing there is we're gonna start tagging the episodes um so if someone wants to start and they're really interested in i don't know like mobile design or they're really interested in like personal growth or stuff like that they're going to be able to find uh all the episodes that talk about that one topic so it should be easier for people to kind of like navigate the website and and know what's going on um on like on top of that um (laughs) rafa and i were talking about this off the air before the show uh i think i want to release the (laughs) sketch file for this um it's very messy. It uh, basically my plan was just to release it as is, as like I like finished working on it. Um so you can kind of see what the process was like and the different versions I tried. Um I've had a couple challenges. I like started off designing it on desktop, uh and then like porting that over to mobile was quite the challenge because I couldn't figure out like how the all the pieces uh work together. Um so I think it might be cool for for you guys to like take a look, see like how I organize or don't organize my files, which is more, more likely <laughs> the case here. Um so yeah, if you want to check it out, um it'll be there's gonna be a link in the show notes and you can download it and play with it. I'm really curious to play with that file. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. Like let me give give you a disclaimer. It's a total mess. This but this is exactly <laughs> how I work in normal life. Um so yeah. 
hopefully some people get like something out of it um otherwise you can just make fun of me for not organizing anything uh, <laughs> and that's totally fine too um on a last note our theme song <laughs> yeah um our theme song uh, as you probably noticed uh, it's a bit different uh what i can tell you is that we are still playing around uh meaning what you heard there's a it's very likely that's not the final theme song we're playing around and um i would love to get your uh, your your feedback on it do you like it or not we're probably going to experiment with a couple of different uh jingles we kind of theme songs in, throughout the next couple of episodes until we um you know we land on one turns out it's not easy to write a catchy tune that you know we're going to use for the next two years again um in like a week so a uh, huge uh, shout out to Guilherme Silva he's our editor-in-chief as well uh for most of uh, our shows and uh, he's also you know he's the one driving the driving force in this effort um so we're gonna put uh, you know his soundcloud page in the show notes if you want to check out other sounds and you know give him a shout out um and i think that's it right yeah let's let's move on to the main topic <laughs> entree all right our main topic um we felt this topic was kind of that was appropriate right yeah it was appropriate for this show you know uh as we just went through uh we 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 asked your feedback when we, we met with people that had feedback for us and we we try to you know surface and uh, gather all the information that we could to act on it right um which uh, th this topic, the how do you receive feedback, was on our topic list ideas document for a while, and you know we were revisiting this 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 list and seeing what kind of things we would like to talk about. And so, yeah, like you said, I think it's appropriate for this particular episode, um, and also because this is something that I had a big breakthrough, uh, not really, just had a moment recently. <laughs> <laughs> I had a private moment uh, <laughs> with feedback um, that really, and I mean, like, really changed. You know, my my. I think it made me a, a better designer, and we can can <laughs> dive deeper in in a second. But so, or we can dive right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be super honest. Um, I. Like most of my career, I've been working like not alone, but uh, not in big, huge design teams. Usually for one specific project, I'm either the like the solo designer working on it. Um, most likely it's me and uh, a couple of developers. Um, but so me working with a lot of designers, uh, that has been, that has not been like the, the majority of my career, let's, mm -hmm. let's say. Um, and so, especially in the beginning of my career, like all the feedback that I got, um, like a lot of times it made me frustrated and made me angry sometimes about like, you know, I can think back in the freelancer days when, when clients decide to give their, um, super insightful, you know, make the logo bigger designer hat. Make it pop. Takes. Yeah. Um, and I had, you know, I struggled really hard with like, why am I getting design advice for people who are not designers? And, you know, 
like you don't know better. Uh, that was how I started. That was like my the year one and year two of my career. And then I realized that no matter what kind of feedback you get, no matter like it doesn't matter if the if the person giving the feedback is a designer or you know is really knows what he's saying uh, what he's talking about or not all the feedback is is valuable is relevant um like when it, when a client says make the logo bigger that's not the feedback the feedback is uh, of course it depends but let's say like he feels that the brand is not being you know uh, it's not a strong presence in the whatever. This is just, just me making excuses. Yeah, usually um, it it also means I feel like I'm not my input is not valued as part of the design that's process. That's also a thing, uh, right? And therefore, so, but, but I need to make like some sort of change. <laughs> yeah, you have to decode it, right? You don't have to right. say, take things literally. You have to decode it and try to ask questions and try to understand, like, see through the root of the actual problem. Um. But now, in my less than a year ago uh, at Netlify, um, in the in the in the beginning, I had I got like a lot of feedback every time I shared some design work, some like in a sprint, I tackled something and I shared what I had. Um, and I think we discussed this in in a previous episode that I felt the need that I don't want to share too often and too quick because people will just you know, pick on the wrong thing. So maybe really write a long, you know, post something really explaining the root of the, like the problem you're trying to solve, uh, ask for feedback on specific things, uh, you know, be clear on what you're not looking for and what you don't, or, you know, you're not looking for feedback in this particular area or not. Like be really specific and clear on your message, which uh, it was positive all around. Like, and that's still something that I do and something that I, think it's really good uh, like don't just share you know pngs like communicate properly the idea in all your work um but the main thing that happened recently was that when i got feedback was like yeah it's great but this and that and that and this and that and that and the like it was overwhelming nitpicking and you know problems that i had to deal with which is like it's not that people didn't like my work it's just that, you know, we're all trying to, we're all working to, you know, have a great product and have a great, do great work. And so when things are good, that's to be expected. So it doesn't need like a lot of praise. So let's tackle what is not good, which I think uh, our industry in general needs more balance here. Like praise good work and not just, you know, blame when something is not perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and like the, I'm personally bad at this, right? <laughs> like even with the the team members um, uh, that I have at Shopify, like <laughs> my assumption is always like, well, yeah, of course you're great. Like you're awesome. This is why you're here. <laughs> Let's like focus on <laughs> on the stuff that could be improved. Um, right. But that's like super counterproductive, right? Like because if you just focus on the bad stuff, then like someone someone doesn't like never actually knows how well they're doing and and it's hard to gauge like okay if you only talk about the bad stuff <laughs> you don't know the ratio of like hey like right. is all these things that i'm doing actually are, are all of these actually being recognized or am i doing this for nothing and nobody sees all the great work that that i'm doing and they're just like focusing on 
the the stuff that like that isn't there yet um especially if you're new ish yeah right or or like you're new at a company because if you shared something and you get like one positive comment and you know six <laughs> negative comments right you think well my ratio of good and bad is like six to one i am yeah. pretty terrible um and you know do this over a year or two and it starts affecting your morale your self-esteem your confidence um it can have negative impacts but this struggle i feel like have, has to be fought from both sides so on the i'm giving feedback side like we mentioned uh, i feel like as an industry we're pretty terrible at this especially as designers because we're super critical and we just like we focus on the negative points um and kind of like expect and i think it's 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 the norm is to be you know it's, the expectation is that you're you're doing great work this is great but you know a b c d um and so on that side i, I feel like we should always keep in mind that you know to to, to give a word of when you think some work you know is good work let the people know that and not only then not only then like when you're seeing work just like at netlify i like to like randomly praise someone uh and not just like being forced like all right uh you know today um came out that it play was of the month. i needed to <laughs> yes my you know random play generator um nominated you know john you're great uh, this week um but like sincerely Think about the week. Think about the work you've done. Uh, think about your coworkers and just give you know a shout out to, you know, to Anne or whoever uh, for for being awesome. And I really liked working with you on this and that. And you're great. Um, like it just helps tips tip the the scale to like, you know, okay, I appreciate this. I appreciate the people that I work with, and maybe I'm not that terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the breakthrough part: is that I also have to fight this on the other side. So it's not, it's not just me you know, saying, come on, people, also, praise me. Um, I, I took feedback very personally, um, even though I knew, like, you know, in theory, I knew that it's not personal. When someone is saying that your work uh, has flaws, that person is not saying that you, the person, you're flawed, right? And I knew that. It's pretty obvious. I, I think that no one... Why do you I think, think that we, happens, though? Because it's your take on things, right? It's like, I did this, so this is a product of me. This is an extension of me. If this is wrong and bad, so by osmosis... <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, wrong and bad. That's possible, but here's mm. what I think is happening in in those instances, okay. right? Because it like it's happened to me a million times before, and it's even happens to me today in some cases, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think it really is a function of whether or not you think that that feedback is true. So what I mean by this is when, you're, when I was just starting out as a designer, I actually felt kind of shit about the stuff that I did. <laughs> I actually didn't love it all the time. Uh, hmm. And I wasn't really sure if I would 
ever be a good designer. Like we've talked about the 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 video called The Gap, which basically talks yeah. about um hourglass. Yeah, which is basically like when you're starting out, your taste is really high, but your abilities are low. So you know what great work should be like, but you can't really produce it yet. Um, and I was very much in that in, in that place when I was starting out. And so whenever you're creating work um, and get to a state where you're, you're like, okay with it, and this is kind of the best that you can produce, and now you're, you're given feedback, it's reinforcing the little voice inside of your head that's like, maybe I'm not good at this. Maybe I'm just terrible, right? And I think this is immediately when you start thinking, the person is attacking me. Like, you're, you're just, like, being a jerk. Like, this is terrible. I don't want to, like, work on this anymore. Like, all of these feelings start coming through. But that is really just because it's reinforcing something that you've been thinking deep inside of you. The same thing happened uh, two years ago when we launched a show. With every kind of feedback that we would get, I would actually feel something. Like, it would actually, like, made me a bit sad. Like, whenever people uh, left a negative comment, it would make me really happy when someone uh, gave me a good comment, right? Because my, my sort of um, perception of myself was so tied in what others thought because I didn't know if I was good or not. And, and so like the biggest, the biggest difference for me that I, I realized that is when now we just ask for feedback for the show and I won't lie. The first piece of feedback that we got was actually very negative, negative. Um, Someone that said, I don't remember. They don't like the show. It sounds amateur. It, like, we don't know what we're talking about or whatever. Um, and when I read that, I actually didn't care. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, like, I wish we could do a better job. And let's, let's try to see if we can unpack this. But it actually didn't make me feel bad as a person. And I slept really well that night. Uh, I didn't like think about it, right? Um, but uh, like, it's only when you kind of have enough experience and I've had enough kind of um, either like self kind of reinforcement. So, for example, like I've listened to a bunch of episodes. Like we've been doing this for a while. I feel like I'm now getting a hang of what like doing a podcast is like. That now I can look at the feedback for what it is and try to like take apart the useful elements but and leave the the things that aren't as useful or can sometimes be hurtful um so like i, I don't know what kind of advice there is uh other than this is kind of normal if you're feeling this know that you're you're on the way to becoming really good uh, and like this kind of feeling that you're getting is not here to stay. That just means that you're improving a whole lot and that like this is something you care about. So I, I'd say like my own, maybe my only piece of advice there is like just take a moment 
<laughs> if the feedback you're getting is like over email or something like that, just, you know what, like go for a walk or like do something like change your, what you're, you're doing or just like give yourself a, a small break and then come back to it with like kind of a fresh perspective and a more open mind. Um, cause I've, I've found that like, <laughs> I've, I've done the quick, like fired up the email, like two seconds after I got it, uh, and wrote stuff that I, I regretted later on. Um, so actually taking that time to have, take a step back is like super useful. So you're saying, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you're saying that as you grow to be better at what you do, you're more confident that you are worth whatever you are and you know what you're doing. So the feedback that you take is not considered as personal or you can like filter it better. Yeah. Like not be attacked. Right. Yeah. Because basically if I have to sum up my thoughts is the more experience you have, the more you have your own idea about what you're good at, what you're not good at. And so uh, you can base your self-worth off of that rather than when you're starting, you don't really know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Okay. So anytime someone tells you something, you kind of believe them and it reinforces this like little voice in your, in your mind that tells you you're not good at anything. I can see that. I can see that. But although like, I feel like that that curve like it settles down at, at some point because like at Netlify for example my, my current gig my last gig um it got to a point where like i'm pretty confident where you know building uh building good clear uis like that's what i've been <laughs> doing for a long time right. like that's uh, i'm confident that i'm i'm you know i'm i'm okay i'm <laughs> capable of doing this and tackling this and i still like still felt like i felt like crap after you know i've been working on this for a week right i share what i've what i worked at what i worked uh, on and then you know got a lot of it's not a tax at all it's just you know it's just yeah suggestions it's not it's, a single you know, curve like though this. like that can but, be but, you're starting a new job right even if you've been doing yeah, absolutely this profession for years can be like right. you're working in on a new area even at the same company and all of a sudden you feel like damn it, like all the stuff that used to work don't really work anymore. And maybe right. I was only good at this one thing, right? Like it applies in so many different levels. Right. Um, like maybe you become a manager and now you're being criticized by how you're managing people. Hey, like, I don't know. <laughs> we can talk about that uh, later hey. if you want. <laughs> Hi. Um, but but here's here's the, the mindset that I went through and I'm not like awesome at it still. Uh, I mean, I'm not like super cold that nothing you know attacks me or affects me personally but i've been just i've just been putting a lot of effort into taking feedback as just like ammo for me as a designer i got to a point in where i know my coworkers pretty well i mean there's always new people jumping in but you know i i know my team um and i also know that if they're you know criticizing my work is not criticizing me of course i always knew that i mean that's like on paper you know that's the truth um but i now my perspective changed quite a bit because now i see we are all working towards this one goal like our product needs to kick ass and everyone everyone is working on this 
it's not just me working in the UI. The front-end developers are working on the UI. Um, you know, the managers are working on the product and then the UI and the experience. Support is also giving me data about how users are actually, you know, using it and what, what the pains that they feel and where they struggle. Um, mm-hmm. And so when someone says, all right, it did that, but I don't think that works. I think we should do this and, and maybe... You know, I think that's a mistake. We shouldn't even do that at all. We should do that. Or this button looks weird or there's some inconsistency. All of this, I just take it as like ideas. And at the beginning, it was like, all right, you know what? 80% of the, 80% of the criticism that I just received, I thought about that. Yes, the button is not over there for a reason. It's right here for a very specific thing. And I had... 30 other mockups with the nav bar on the other whatever. Um, and so to tackle that and just to filter down the type of feedback that I receive, uh, like I mentioned, first I started documenting really well all the changes. And if I have a button here, I also explain why it's there. And maybe in some occasions show this button in other places and how it doesn't make sense. Um, but also be very clear about where and what do you want feedback on. Like I'm thinking about the flow. I'm not thinking about UI. So don't don't criticize the you know pixels placement position. I'm talking about the flow. Um, be very clear about that. And then all the feedback that you take is more, you know, targeted. And don't take that as like what I did is crap. It's like we are building this. I'm in the process. This is not the final. You know, this is not the final step. This is a process. What I, what are you guys giving me is just ammo to act on it. Oh, you just gave me a pretty good idea. You know what? I never realized. I never explored that path let's do that mm. and so that has helped me whatever whether i get feedback like at a session or whatever maybe i do a design review or something like all of that i try to take it like as you know as a positive thing all this criticizes all this i mean all this criticism is just positive things that i can act on it's mm. just like giving me new data and insights and i know this is super obvious for people listening well duh yes um but I knew this from the beginning, but like I now I'm just like actively trying to change my my perspective. And this this um this started like when when my buddy my colleague Tim tried a team. Tim is now like a designer, and that was one thing that kind of struck me about him. Like every single time I criticized <laughs> um his work, like he was also he was always like very happy to hear what I was, what I said, and maybe like I was not being very positive about you know the words that I was giving him, but he he looked so happy and excited about this feedback, and that like put things in perspective for me, and that's kind of like what triggered me to trying to take things in in a different way. So right, another thing I wanted rant. to mention <laughs> is kind of. Uh, tell a story of how i used to take feedback and i'm pretty sure that some people are going to recognize themselves but um basically like not just when i was starting but a bit later on like a year or two later um i was like okay now like i've kind of had experience uh about this whole design thing i kind of know where i'm going (laughs) i know that i should have reasons for why I should do things. I shouldn't do something because it looks better. Um, and I should have rationale for everything. Uh, and then I would yeah. talk to peers or clients or something like that and point, point out like a piece of feedback or something like that. And I'd be like, no, but like, you don't understand. It's this way because um, 
like this color is like the color that that like provides the most trust and then the button can only be here because if it's there then it'll, it'll conflict with that other action and like try to like over explain everything and always mm. be like the person that has a reason why something is has to be done this way and i thought mm. at the time I'm actually being a good designer. I'm teaching them how design like works. <laughs> and I'm I'm like letting them in into the grand vision, right? The grand plan that like <laughs> I I had everything like figured out. I'm like one step ahead of you and look how smart I am. Um and in some cases that worked. Uh but I've also had some very nice people pull me aside. Um and and like explain to me it does that it doesn't matter like your your rash like your great rationale for why that button needs to be at, at this certain spot doesn't really matter if the user doesn't understand that the user doesn't know your your great rationale and if it's not immediately clear to that person then it like that is not something that that that's right. actually meaningful right um so because of that, I kind of... Sw- no, this logo is great. Look, all the circles that... You right, know, exactly. Yeah, you see from- that so often, right? Uh, yeah. That kind of like design... But circles. Yes. <laughs> I, I, there, there's no other way to call it, really. <laughs> yeah. um, right. It's like rationalizing something after the fact kind of thing. Um, and so what I found is actually more useful to do whenever you're, you're getting feedback is to only either nod or ask questions. <laughs> so someone's right. going to tell you, like, your design is garbage. Like, this is terrible. The logo needs to be bigger. I want everything to be in brown because uh, this is my new brand color. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, tell me more about that. <laughs> and honestly, that that is the most productive way to receive feedback. Because you know what? Rather than keep fighting and like basically preventing you from understanding, like building a, a shield or a wall between you and that feedback, you're actually trying to get to the core of the information. And this ties into something you said uh, before, Rafa, that you're, you're almost like the doctor trying to fig- figure out like the root cause of the problem uh, based mm-hmm. on the symptoms that the, the person's telling you about. So like, don't even try to fight that feedback. Like, just, just listen, open your eyes, like, open your ears, keep an open mind, and take notes. And, and try to understand why that person might be uh, saying that, that kind of feedback. And uh, I think having that open mind is really important because there's many times in my life, in my career, where someone's told me something or like, giving, given me a piece of feedback or a suggestion which like typically I try to avoid when, whenever I'm giving feedback, but that like happens that people give you suggestions um, where I'm like, this is the worst idea I've ever seen or, or heard. This is terrible. Like this is, this is going to be the worst thing possible. And I kind of <laughs> judge it before even trying it. Um, 
mm-hmm. and and later on like when i actually like go back to my desk and i'm like okay whatever like let me just show them how bad this idea is i like actually go in and i try it i'm like well you know what maybe this wasn't that bad of an idea after all and i actually start liking it um so don't be an asshole like try to understand that feedback and also just give it a shot like you never know and and sometimes that idea might be a bad idea but like the process of trying it might give you like the best idea right that you would have never come up with on your own but it's kind of challenging the way you think to push you into new directions um so yeah don't like don't over rationalize everything you do and and you kind of need that that like humbleness is that even a word i don't know you need to be humble basically Um, and and like be at peace with the fact that you don't have all the answers yeah i i wonder if of this like struggle with with some ideas like certain ideas or feedback or suggestions i wonder if it's because we sometimes like we want to be the ones that thought of the solution. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone tell you, oh, no, you should try making, you know, the button red. By the way, all these examples are stupid, <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to think about very specific examples. So uh, what about, what do you, why don't you try putting the, the button in, in red? And you're like, but I thought of blue, you know, like. If you just do red, even if you believe now, oh shit, you know what? Red is better. Um, you don't want to give them that, right? <laughs> I'm the designer. I'm the one supposed to, you know, to find the solutions and, and you know, figure design out. Um, I wonder if that's like a bit of ego thing that plays here. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you know what? Like being super argumentative in that design review makes it so hard for you to ever change your mind on anything, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I've got all these reasons. And then, like, two days later, you're like, oh, well, actually, like, this isn't that bad <laughs> after all. Then, yeah, you're then too you proud. Look, you look like a fool, right? Because <laughs> you're just, like... You're too proud to change. Yeah. Right. Should designers ego? <laughs> One thing that I find um, so my, my team members are, are struggling with uh, sometimes is... And I, like, I faced this, too, when I was designing more. Um, but... It, like sometimes you receive a lot of feedback, like a lot, a lot from a lot of different people, right? I don't know if that happens to you, Rafa. Like you have the the CEO who's giving you feedback. You have like someone from support. Mm-hmm. You have your your like developer that's sitting right next to you who's giving you feedback. And oh, no one is sitting right next to me ever. <laughs> oh yeah, true. We're it's from home, sitting on the other side of the world. <laughs> Um, and you're sort of getting all that feedback and some of that feedback is contradictory Hmm. and that can be really tough as a designer where you're like like okay like i've got the first point of like let's let's not just like accept any feedback and not like question it like let me actually like dig into it let me be a nice person and actually like try the feedback that I'm getting and keep an open mind. But you're like, but I'm still, I'm getting all of these, these ideas from everyone that has different opinions. 
and it's like uh <laughs> you know like computers like a divide by zero error where it's just like eh, cannot make it a, a decision like poof, explodes um <laughs> and and that like really happens a lot like the bigger the team is um so for me like the main like understanding was let's let me hear all the feedback but let's not treat all the feedback necessarily equally so usually what i'll do is take that feedback and rank it does it happen often do a lot of people feel that way or do very few people feel that way and then what's the um what's kind of the impact so in some cases only one person has surfaced something but it's an actual like a really big flaw with the design that is really important to address right but in some cases you're like well that feedback is interesting but you're actually the only person who's given that to me uh and mm -hmm. it's maybe more of an opinion which like isn't gonna mm -hmm. like make or break the product so like actually being okay sort of setting some feedback aside like you don't have to follow all the feedback um you just like really have to like start to flex your i don't know how to call it like your decision making muscle i guess uh and like <laughs> sure. prioritizing what's more important than the other and a mistake right. that that i've made a lot in the past is thinking Oh, the CEO's opinion, that's the one I should listen to. Like, that's where the uh, buck stops. Try to cater to people. Yeah. And, uh, and basically, yeah. like, being, admittedly, like, I was being lazy, right? <laughs> I was being like, hey, there's already this system that, like, tells me how I should grade feedback, which is hierarchy, right? <laughs> um, but that's, that's definitely the wrong way to, to go about things, right? That's not because your CEO oh. says something that, like, he or she has the most context on the problem <laughs> very often like, people in your support team will have the best insight on anything you're working on because they're dealing directly Absolutely. with users right um so yeah like don't fool yourself like don't like really don't just take someone's word because they have like this special status or this special role or they're like senior they've been here for a, long, a longer time take someone's feedback because it's actually meaningful and important. I would also add that if you are very resistant, re resistant to feedback all the time and you always fight back and everything, um, you're not being very smart because if you do that constantly, every time someone to, you know, gives you feedback or try to comment on your work, you're a pain in the ass to work with. Yeah. Right. You may be brilliant, um, you know, quote unquote, um, you are, you're not a great team member. And you might think, like, everyone is wrong. No one understands design. Um, you know, like, I feel alone. I feel like no one understands me. I totally understand how you feel. I've been there. Believe me, I've been there <laughs> quite some times. Um, the product, it's, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, like, a product or a company, it's way more than design. Um, like business, the business side of it, which is like the boring and really like just, a, I guess you have to, uh, it's really important. And all these other people that work with you, 
maybe they don't have the experience that you have in design and the uh, insights, but they are probably way better than you at some other things. Also very important to the product that you're all building. Um, maybe this doesn't apply to every type of company, uh, mm -hmm. but like, and also if you, if you fight back every time, you can't use that as a tool. I mean, okay, let me, let me rephrase this. Um, Sometimes people give me feedback and, and, and propose changes or, you know, directions that I really don't agree and I don't think we should do. Um, but, I, but I cater to them in a while, right? Like this is, I can't have my way every single time. And because I don't fight at every single, uh, you know, instance, when I do fight, it has a different weight. I can pick my battle, so to speak. If I am... If I'm cooperative and I take feedback in a you know in a in a peaceful way and I act on them like I'm a good team member because you know I'm not just doing my design thing and no one touches it but me. Um, when I do pick a fight, my team members will, you know, will they will look at at this particular situation like in a different way, right? Like, hmm, if he's fighting so strongly, you know, so hard for this, it must be for some reason, right? Mm -hmm. Let's. It's a tool that you have um, as if, again, if you fight it every single instance, um, to be honest, it's, you're not a great team member. Like you, you're, you're, uh, you're a pain in the ass to work with. Don't be that person. <laughs> um, so yeah, but again, if you are, if you feel that maybe, maybe like you're listening to this and realizing maybe I'm there, it's totally normal. And like, it's not too late to, you know, Try to change a little bit, trying to settle down a little bit because we're not that smart, believe me. <laughs> cool. Seems like a good place to end it. And I'll put some theme song stuff in here. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Some transition. <laughs> okay, uh, even if I don't have a theme song for now, I'll just say transition. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and now that's the transition. Wow. If you don't have, you know, theme songs, make your own. Did we make this our show theme song? <laughs> yes. Transition. <laughs> hey, um, this this was um, a bit long of a main topic, maybe mostly because we also tackled the changes in the, in the show itself. So... We didn't have a lot of time to tackle design news, but I feel like we have to just give our two cents on this because Dropbox announced, showed off a new brand effort redesign. And of course, with that also includes a redesigned of the, you know, dropbox.com, the landing page. Um, and it's bold. Yeah, it is. Uh, like, I again, as we were recording this, this came out like a couple hours ago. Uh, I haven't had time to go like thoroughly through the whole page um you want to say anything about this yeah. i have some thoughts yeah i've been through know. the page um i honestly think this is one of the best rebranding explainer website i've seen in a while uh it actually and just to be clear you're talking about dropbox.design which is like correct just yes going through all the changes and the effort yeah so it's basically explaining the different changes and 
kind of their approach and how it's linking back to like the original Dropbox style and stuff like that, how it's evolving things. Um, yeah, I thought the explanation of it was, was really good. Um, like one of the things that, that I said about it, which like I still stand by is, uh, rebrands are kind of tricky to judge because they're often a reflection of where the company wants to be, not where mm -hmm. they are now. Um, I think that's a very good take. And and I think that might be why some people are like having issues understanding the Dropbox's new branding. Um, I was like, wait a minute, like Dropbox is just this boring app for like productivity that syncs file. Like, why would it need such a like crazy over the top like creative branding with art, right? Um, but I I feel like. That's maybe a bit short-sighted. Um, like uh, having been on the other side, <laughs> uh, a lot of times, um, like in in when you're doing a rebranding, is because you know you're already working on certain things that are gonna make a lot of sense, and everything's gonna like match really well <laughs> once you see the bigger picture. Um, and and right now on the outside, we only see the the new brand. I like the simplification of the logo. I think it like makes a lot of sense, and and the old one actually feels, I don't know, uh, feels old already. Frankly, um, after seeing mm -hmm. the new one, um, I think some of the colors are like super over the top, and like some people are saying they don't like it. Um, and I'm not saying that I love all of them. I I, I think it's gonna get toned down uh, in some instances. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that too much. The biggest challenge with this brand is probably going to be how do we still convey trust uh, with that like crazy, like wacky, like color scheme and like crazy illustration style. Um, like how how do we keep what we have now, but still build on that to enable more creative uses of Dropbox beyond just like the file syncing? Uh, but I. I think they're up to that challenge. Like I, I like really want to give them the benefit of the doubt on this. And, and I think they've got, they've shown to me at least that they're very intentional about how they, they're evolving their brand. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's only for the better. I think that's a very sweet comment on this. Um, I, people can call me out on this if, if I go back on my word, but uh, ever since iOS 11 and the notch and the freaking iPhone and all that, crazy shit i've been way more um less enthusiastic ab about like hot takes and my hot takes and opinions because like everything makes sense if you just give it a while like you don't have all the info and we know this but we still like to comment and i think we should keep commenting and keep you know criticizing and keep um being passionate about this um so with that said like the current branding um things that i like about it it's very bold and it's very different and finally like a tech company that doesn't look the same it's white background with blue logo and mm -hmm. you know sans serif font and everything looks the freaking same um so kudos to them for that uh like i feel it's a bold move they they completely stand out right now um and like we've seen a, like a trend lately with you know, tech companies trying to be different with like, oh, now we have a serif header, um, like Slack and Medium and stuff. It's like, 
that's great. Like it's a change and now you're differentiating yourself, but it's a trend. And with Dropbox, it's like, what is this mm-hmm. art? What is this? Um, it, it looks like this, like design agency type of look that is just like art in uh, weirdness and experimental layouts and stuff. Um, so I like that. I like that it's new. It's a bold move. Like you said, like it's still a bit uh, unclear as to exactly how they're going to incorporate this branding into their products because right now we only see this this brand's page and the the landing page. And as far as I know, that's the only difference uh, on the paper app. They've updated the color scheme of the logo, but uh, so uh, they far, also like, have I new think... illustrations in the product. Oh, that okay. This, I think I missed branding. So okay, so like it's still a bit unclear how they're going to carry over and like implement this new branding into their products um, and how that is going to change. Um, so that's like, overall, I think this is a positive. What I don't really like and it struck me as odd is that they seem to disregard a lot of the history of the brand. Like it's so different, right? Like it, they, they got rid of everything. And I guess is like, it? that's okay. Oh yeah, like what's up with I'm gonna have the, to the color scheme on this one. The color scheme and the typeface is like complete shift. Even the illustrations, which Dropbox was also like was always very strong uh in illustration work in the tech industry, I feel like. Uh I mean the the the, the, the initial illustrator team um I feel like was one of the best in the business with right button and and all that. Um it's like it's a huge departure. Like I look at this, you take away the Dropbox logo, and I have no—I would never say that this is Dropbox anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I mean, I think you could show me the the illustrations, and I would guess Dropbox. Uh, and I actually think that really? the new illustrations for that are inside the product um, remind me a lot of the original Dropbox illustrations that were more hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think like they very much kept the logo like the idea behind the logo right like it's a box yeah like oh the logo is perfect i love it it. um like sure the typeface might be different and the colors might be different but um like for the most part i think they're sort of keeping the blue hue for now for the logo and stuff uh and they have like many different variations but um mm-hmm. whenever you're using the product it's still kind of the same colors um so yeah i think like it's it's kind of a mix it's not throwing out everything uh but it's also not like keeping things exactly the same so yeah i, I just to be clear i love the the logo iteration cool awesome um you can't draw circles on top of it but <laughs> you can, <laughs> can you draw, can draw lines <laughs> right no, I think I think that 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 is a that's a, a good improvement. I like it. But yeah, so like overall, I'm I think I tweeted this. Like I am just excited to see where they're gonna take this, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, positive all around. Cool. All right, transition. <laughs> uh, before we go, <laughs> we need we need um need recommendations. So uh, all right, why don't you mind. start us off? with recommendations yeah because you have a good one yeah um i was thinking of movies lately that i've you know that i've watched lately uh that i liked 
and I had to think back a while until I found one that I actually <laughs> liked, um, uh, which is The Big Sick. Uh, it came out this year. Uh, it's on iTunes. Um, actually, okay, I'm not super sure. Maybe it's the movie, like, rental of the week or whatever, the 99 cents. Oh, is I'm it? not sure about that. Maybe it was. I am not sure. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, either way, it's, it's one of the, probably the best movie I've watched this year so far. Wow. Um, it stars Kumail Nanjiani. Apologize if I mispronounce. Uh, Kumail, he's uh, on Silicon Valley. Um, you probably know him from there, at the show on HBO, by the way. Um, he's, he's Dinesh on Silicon Valley. And uh, this is like, a, he, uh, I think he wrote and directed this movie. Not sure. Maybe I should check because I have access to the internet and I could see this thing. No, he's not a director, but um, he wrote it. And it's like a, a biography type of movie. And it's amazing. It's really, really heartfelt, um, a good movie that uh, punch you in the feels. And uh, I really think you all should give it a shot. Cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to check it out for a while now. So probably going to watch it this weekend. Boom. All right. Uh, my recommendation is Conduct AR. Uh, and for those who remember, we had Michael Flarep on the show a couple's episodes back. And he was telling us about uh, this app. Now it's out for uh, iOS 11. So basically, it's a game where you uh, control these uh, train uh, on, the, on these tracks. And you want to avoid your train for bumping into anything. Uh, but it's an AR. So you actually, like, they've redesigned all the levels uh, so that you actually have to take advantage of the fact that it's AR and move around in a room uh, to be able to know when to start and stop the train. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's also very difficult. Um, I'm pretty bad at these. Uh, but I, I really like it. Um, and it's a great way to kind of showcase AR um, in iOS 11. So if you're if you ever have like relatives or friends that aren't that much into tech and you want to show them like something that's cool in AR, uh, show them this game because uh, it's really cool. Yeah. And so with that, we we got to the end of the show. Um, I think this show is pretty um, relevant that you guys give us your feedback. <laughs> So we can act on. Yeah, we'll um, be able to practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so the best place to do that is you can go to spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout or click the link in the show notes. That's a mouthful. So we have our community on Spectrum. Uh, you can create your own posts and ask questions. For every single episode, there is already a post there. So you can just comment on that one if it's you know relevant to, the, to, to, the, to one specific episode. Feel free to do that. Um, we get notified every time you comment or post something um, and we can jump on in, jump in and answer your questions or just you know carry on the conversation. Um, if you if you if you prefer Twitter, we're also there. You can reach out at layoutfm. That's our handle. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, uh, our links are in the uh, profile thing. Layout. You can find that as well. Um, lastly, like Kevin mentioned, we have a brand new, shiny, redesigned, improved uh, layout.fm. That's a website. That's where you can find all of the other episodes for this show. That's where you can find links to subscribe in Overcast and iTunes or Apple Podcast, I guess, and all the other places. Yeah, we also and, have a link uh, for, for Pocket Cast now. 
Um, so pocket cast. all the Pocket Cast users are going to be happy about this. <laughs> Boom. Uh, and you can also find the show notes over there. So if your whatever app you're using doesn't support it, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, we're there. <laughs> um, oh, one last thing that I forgot to, to say. I will be in Paris next week. Um, I'm going to be speaking at uh, Algolia Search Party. Um, it's an event. Uh, we have speakers from uh, Netlify. That's me. Mm-hmm. I have people from uh, <laughs> Smashing Magazine. Uh, we have Alexander from Algolia as well. Um, and it's going to be uh, this event. I think the, the, the topic is uh, static websites. So if you're into websites and if you're in Paris, um, this event is free. They have free snacks, I think. I don't want to, you know, I think, I believe they should. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they don't have free snacks, I'll buy you some snacks. Um, that's on me. Uh, yeah, feel free to, to, you know, to drop by and say hi. Um, if not, I'm also, I'm going to be in Paris for the rest of that week. So it's October 12th. That's, uh, that's what, Thursday. So I'll be, I think I'm going to spend the weekend. So if you're in Paris and want to say hi, um, drop me a word on Twitter or something. This show is part of the Spec.fm network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, go to Spec.fm and uh, check them out. They have a lot of great shows. We have a lot of great people. And yeah, I think we did it. Boom. Talk to you next week, buddy. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design. No, I said it. No, you have to have your radio voice. Welcome to Layout. (laughs) (laughs) That's your radio voice. What kind of radio do you listen to? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week. How to receive feedback. Boom. It's done. It is done. <laughs> it is done. Done. Boom. Da-da. Done. Done.